This podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Great. You said put our mouths on the record button. She did. What does that even mean? No, I said mouse, dummy. No, it was mouths. Yeah, we heard mouths. (laughs) I heard mouths. All right. Well, as you can tell, we brought our third back. So here we go. Hi, Ella. Hi. We had quite a few requests for you and your, uh, your sexy voice, so we brought it back. Well, even sexier tonight, because if I sound more relaxed, it's because I am. My kids are asleep. So we can, we yeah, can that really enjoy out. this. Yeah. I mean, enjoy it as much as you enjoy death and things of that nature. I was going to say, this is a true crime podcast. Like, we enjoy it, but like, it takes a toll, too. Yeah. All right, Grant. Well, well do you have any housekeeping things before I start I do. spilling I do. Before cases Before we you? get into it, before we get into it, we have a five-star rate and review, so we wanted to read it out loud. This is from Hannah Gaunt. She said, I'm obsessed with both of you, and this is the only podcast I would happily pay for if you did a Patreon. Please, I need more. <laughs> we'll do a Patreon eventually, and Ella, don't feel bad. I'm sure she would love you, too, if you were here more. Yeah, Hannah, I'm going to need you to revise that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edit it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Hannah. All right, guys. You ready to get into this? Tell us the dirt. We're going to Seattle, Washington. Have we been to Washington before? Um... Kind of. I mean, D.B. Cooper, I guess. Mm, yeah, good point. Forgot about that. But I mean, technically, is that Washington? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess. Wasn't that also Seattle? Yeah, it was Portland to Seattle. But like, he didn't do anything in Seattle. He hijacked the plane from Portland. He just like gassed up in Seattle. I guess it's like a half. So yeah. we're back in Seattle for like the first and a half time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> So we're going to go back to October 9th, 1996, right before the Braves choked Ooh. and lost to the Yankees. Did they? Yeah, the 96 Braves. Oh, it was tragic. Even Morgan Wallen even wrote a song about it. Uh, I know who that guy is, <laughs> but I don't listen to any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, 96. Oh, it's got to be Garth. Garth was all over the charts in 96. Oh, are you trying to guess the song already? Okay. Um, isn't that what we do now? Yeah, it was not Garth. Ella, do you Damn. have a guess? Oh, I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she was going to say no. That's why I put her on the spot. (laughs) All right, Grant, what's your second guess? I'm going to say Blake Shelton. No. Okay. 96. Dixie Chicks. No, but that was a good guess. I do like that guess. Um, Okay, 96. Last guess, Grant. Make it good. Uh, Okay, okay. I'm going to say Achy Breaky Heart. No. Damn. No, I believe that was 92. But anyway, it was Ty Herndon living in a moment. Oh, see? I, you get me with these that I'm never going to guess. Yeah, but you know that song. Uh, Sing it. Living in a moment we would die for. Uh, you know. It, it doesn't sound familiar, but. And when they carve my stone, all they need to write on it is once lived a man who got all he ever wanted. No. Ella, anything? Anything for you? No, I'm still trying to figure out if she filed her nails and added that sound effect. <laughs> I, I, um, don't worry, I cut it out for the listeners. They didn't have to listen to that whole serenade. I added No, they, out, they have to. They wanted it. Yeah, they they should know they that our favorite thing in the world is being serenaded by you. So if they really want the Three Stooge experience, they should enjoy those 
marvelous no. moments. This is no. what Hannah Gaunt is paying for. I was just going to say Hannah Gaunt would pay me not to sing. Either way. All right. Wednesday, October 9th, 1996, a woman named Mary Anderson calls the Hotel Vintage Park in Seattle, and she reserves a room for that night and for the next night, so Wednesday and Thursday night. About 90 minutes later, she walked into the hotel, and this hotel now is called the Kimpton Vintage Park, which I don't think that matters, but back then it was just called the Hotel Vintage Park, and it's pretty bougie. It sounds bougie. Like, even then. It's one of those ones where all the rooms are different and unique, and they're all themed around different wineries or some shit. Why? I don't know. <laughs> all right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But there's one room from that Riesling wine that we used to love, Ella. Remember we used to drink that? Chateau Saint-Michel, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. They have a room that's for that winery. That's unappealing. I don't know why that's just, like, really not interesting. I, it's not interesting at all, but... Apparently, it's really... Do they have a Franzia suite? (laughs) I don't know. A Boone's Farm room? (laughs) No. But apparently, it's a pretty nice hotel. It's like $300 to $600 a night now. Back in 96, it was was like a little bit more reasonable, but still expensive for the time. Like 11 bucks? (laughs) No. No. She paid like $350 for the two nights, and she paid in cash. Ah, Doesn't want to leave a trail. All right. Yeah. You're picking up what's going down already. You're getting good at this, Grant. Hey, we've been doing this for like two years. I know. I'm firing. Next week's going to be our 100th episode. I can't believe that. That's it? (laughs) Don't say that. That's it? (laughs) No, I just, I feel, no, I don't mean it negative. I just mean, you guys, it feels like you've been doing this for a while. So I I feel like 100 is selling you guys short. It does feel like that. It feels like way more than 100. That's so (laughs) funny that you said that because I said the same thing about the 100th episode to Matt. And he's like, you got to have way more than 100 episodes. You work on that shit all the time. I'm like, no. 100, that's it. We've redone some episodes 100 times, yeah. but... Yeah, so anyway... Released 100. Yep. So anyway, she pays in cash, and then she signs the hotel registry as Mary A. Anderson. What's the A stand for? Uh, we don't know. Just A. Maybe it's like Ulysses S. Grant. Maybe it's just an A. The S doesn't stand for anything? No. His middle name is S. Ulysses S. Shut up. What? No. Google it. Google it. Swear to you. That cannot be real. Okay, Google it. Because of that, we should be able to give him any middle name we want that starts with an S. Like, we get well, to I do. Something. His middle name is Sarah, for <laughs> sure. Look it up. Ulysses S. Grant, I swear. I am. What's the S stand for? I'm looking it up. You're going to be there a while. Ah, this is interesting, actually. Is it, though? Because I don't Ulysses think it is. is his middle name. Okay, what's the S? I don't know, but it's, his name is Hiram Ulysses Grant. Uh, let's see. Hiram Ulysses Grant was stuck with the name Ulysses S. Grant due to the mistake by a benefactor on his application to West Point. Uh, and as with President Harry S. Truman, the middle S doesn't stand for anything. So you're right. The Boom. S does not stand for anything. Roasted. But he does have a middle name. But the S does not stand for anything. Correct. Yeah. And another president did the same. That's so funny. I learned something tonight. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Anyway, we don't know what the A stands for is the point of that story. It's just she signs it Mary A. Anderson. So the hotel checked her into room 214, and she left the lobby after they checked her into room 214, and she went to her room. She put the do not disturb sign on the door and turned in. 
Friday, the 11th of October, checkout comes and goes, and Mary Anderson doesn't check out. So after a little bit, the hotel staff enter the room, and she's lying on the bed. Uh-oh. Wearing a black... Yeah. Never good. <laughs> she's wearing a black t-shirt and black leggings with pillows propped up behind her head, and the Bible is open on her chest, and she's super peaceful looking, so they assume she overslept. But when they try to wake her up, they realize that she was dead. Oh, wow. No blood or anything? No. They had to, like, there was no forced entry. It was all still yeah. sealed and shut. No. All right. So immediately they call the authorities, and when the cops get there, they find the room neat and orderly. The Bible on her chest is open to Psalm 23. It's a good choice. Either of you remember what Psalm? Uh, shadow of de- uh, the Shadow of Death one? Yeah. The, what? The walk through the valley, valley of the Shadow yes. of Death, I will... Hey, good job, guys. (laughs) Well, we went to Jesus School for a while. Yeah, a little bit. There, Mom, you got your money's worth. (laughs) That's so funny because I had a whole joke about like, oh, glad our parents paid for all our private school education. (laughs) 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 Then you two pulled it out. That was awesome. Good joke, Erica. I know. You guys fucking ruined it, but that's great. You doubted us. Totally. So the 23rd Psalm is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth beside me the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So she had the King James Version open, not the NIV version. Yes. Got it. Correct. Okay. And it was the hotel's Bible. Like, you know, the one that comes stock in the hotel. Like Gideon. You know, they don't do that anymore. They don't? Yeah. I stayed in a hotel for Mother's Day to get away from my kids, and there was no Bible. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about you. Yeah. As, yeah, there was no Bible because I went through every drawer as you as one does when they stay in a hotel. Of course. Yeah, nothing. It was skint. Yeah, there was no Bible. Weird. I, know. I wonder if that's a North Carolina thing or like everywhere. Last time I was in a hotel, I didn't see one either. <gasps> anyway, that's beside the point. I wonder what the like origin story of that was. Do you think that like somebody just ordered like accidentally like two million Bibles and they were like, we'll just give these to all the hotels? I used to know. I don't know now, but I used to know. Which do you think was first? Complimentary shampoos or Bibles? Probably Bibles. Jesus was around way longer than showers. Cleanliness is next to godliness, though. That's true. Yeah, but next to, after, not before. It'd be funny if they put the Bible like in the bathroom and all the complimentary <laughs> toiletries on top. They're like, literally, it's next to, to godliness. Cleanse yourself. Yeah. All right. So the authorities asked the hotel staff about Mary's stay. Like, did she have wild parties? What went on in here? And they let them know that no one has seen her since the day she checked in. She hasn't made any phone calls. She hasn't ordered any food from room service. She hasn't come and gone that anybody has noticed. The room itself hadn't been serviced because she had the do not disturb sign on the door. Like, there's been no activity since the day she checked And how many days has she been there at this point? Well, this is Friday morning and she checked in Wednesday night. Okay. So she's been there like not quite two full days. Okay. So in the room, they do find a lot of interesting things, like of hers. They found her two suitcases that she came in with. They found six stretch velour tracksuits, like the full tracksuits. Was Juicy Couture popular in 96? I don't know. But she had them in different colors, like pink, green, blue, black. As we all did. Yeah. And she had six of them hanging in the closet. Who hangs their clothes up? I don't know. I never do that in a hotel, but my husband does. He's kind of weird, though. I've never stayed in one long enough maybe to warrant it. I mean, I live out of my suitcase once I get home, too, like until all the clothes are dirty. I'm like, I'm not going to unpack it, put it back in my dresser. No way. 
So I've read in a few different places that they found an olive green leather purse and $36 and some change in her wallet, but no credit cards or identification. But then I've heard an interview with the forensic anthropologist that worked on this case, and she said there was no purse and no wallet. So Hmm. I don't know. Maybe she just meant like there was no ID and no money. Like, I don't know what she meant, but there was definitely no identification and no credit cards with a name on them. She also had a blue jacket and black gloves that were from Nordstrom's. She had slippers and shoes, both size 10. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's quite large for, I mean, we'll find out. She's not like our height, so she probably needed bigger shoes. Um, They found pantyhose. They found Estee Lauder perfume and makeup. Estee Lauder was huge in the 90s. All of this. I still think Estee Lauder's pretty huge. Yeah. I mean, my mom wears Estee Lauder, but. Their double wear foundation is fantastic. I don't know. I was just making a comment. I hadn't said anything in a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She had all the hot stuff for 96. Like she was, she was cool. Did she have a Nirvana tape on her too by chance? No, but she did have a full size iron that she brought with her. Not like the iron from the hotel room. Like she brought a full size iron with her. That's weird. Were they not standard in, in the rooms yet? Is that why? Or just, she just preferred her own. I guess we don't know. I like how it's okay to use the hotel's Bible, but not okay to use the hotel's iron. I know, right? She also brought a kitchen bowl, toothpaste, crystal light drink mix it's not what i thought you were gonna say (laughs) yeah right (laughs) dude that crystal light drink mix though in the 90s was (laughs) everywhere like this chick is so 90s she also had metamucil which is like a fiber to help push out that supplement crystal light yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so she had a prescription bottle with the label torn off so no name on that either she does not want to be known yeah it's starting to seem real on purpose that she doesn't want people to know her name definitely does so she's also missing her partial denture plate like they could tell that she had one but it was not in her mouth and it was nowhere in the hotel room oh they're assuming that she took it out and disposed of it because it probably had identifying marks on it because apparently dentures usually have a serial number or some kind of identifying number on them oh that's interesting she's so smart to take your own teeth out i mean was it upper or lower i don't know it probably doesn't matter it probably doesn't matter but i i would love to know that and i don't know it so later on an investigator would also remember that there was a copy of the seattle weekly newspaper open with a maple leaf sitting on top of it so they also found a note written on the hotel stationery in the room. The note read, To whom it may concern, I have decided to end my life and no one is responsible for my death, Mary Anderson. P.S. I have no relatives. You can use my body as you choose. Okay. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's really sad. But the thing is, the Mary Anderson on this note and the one in the registry that she signed at check-in appeared to investigators like they had hesitation marks, like no flow. Like she had never written it before. So she just like made this up to check into this hotel to do this. But it's like, why would you sign? Why would you sign it at all? Like if you didn't want people to know your name and you checked in under a fake name and you left that note, why would you even sign the note? Just leave it not signed. Continuity, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, yeah. though. Yeah, because it seems pretty obvious that she didn't want people to know who she was. Definitely. Yeah, the taking the teeth out pretty much seals that deal. She was... 
committed to like not knowing, not having her identity known. And no credit cards, no ID, peeling the labels peeling off, the, prescri- yeah, off the prescription bottles, definitely. Yeah, it's like, it all seems very on purpose. So investigators are putting it together quickly that Mary Anderson was probably an alias. They were like, yeah, that doesn't sound like a real name. I know, there's lots of Mary Andersons. It's a very real name. I know, but that's but that's what they were thinking is like, there's too many and there's nothing else with that name. Like, it's probably fake. So they checked her registration card with the front desk to see if there was any other clues as to who she might be. And she did list an address on there. And the address that she put was 132 East 3rd Street, New York, New York, 11103. What did that lead to? Um, nothing, because it's not real. So there is a 132 3rd Street in New York, New York, but that's not the right zip code. That zip code is for Astoria, and there's no 132 East 3rd Street in Astoria. There is in Manhattan, but not in Astoria. I'm not familiar with the geography of New York. Are they close to each other? Could she have just gotten them mixed up, or are they pretty far apart? No, I mean, they're they're all, like, New York City area. That's so interesting. That opens up so many questions. Like, was she from New York? How do you, I mean... Did she yeah, how would you just know those? No like, zip codes, yeah. Yeah, like I would understand making up the street name. Like everybody knows the streets are numbered in New York. Like, 100%. okay, I live at 555 15th Street. Like I get yeah. it. But how would she know that zip code? Like I don't know any zip codes from anywhere that I've never lived except like maybe 90210. <laughs> That's a good joke. Way to go. But it's like, do you know any zip codes of anywhere you've never lived? I don't. Kind of. But only because of, like, work stuff, but that's... But, like, something you're familiar with. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is the 132 3rd Street in Manhattan, the zip code is 10003, and she put 11103, so I don't know. It's kind of, like, not that far off. It's very weird. Yeah, she also listed her phone number as 212-569-5549. That's a New York area code, too, isn't it? Yep. Ella's never lived in New York, and she knows that. Yeah, I did know that, too. Yeah, but I've lived on the East Coast. But I did know that, too. But I will say, if somebody was like, hurry, what's the area code for New York? I wouldn't know it. I knew it because when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's New York. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't know it off the top of my head. And they didn't have Google back then. It's not like she, like, real quick and Google Maps was like, find me an address in New York City. Like They also didn't have cell phones, though. Did they call the number? Was it a landline? Yeah, they called the number, and it didn't exist. It wasn't a real number. And for all the young listeners, a landline is a phone that sits in the wall (laughs) in your house. (laughs) The phone number didn't exist. So then the next thing they do is they track down all the Mary Andersons. Oh, man. Yeah. They literally called every Mary Anderson in the book. And then when the person would answer, they'd be like, are you Mary Anderson? They'd be like, yes. They're like, okay, bye. Because they were alive. Not the one we're looking for. Yeah. So they were hoping that her autopsy would show them a little more. And it did. I mean, she was 5'8", 240 pounds with shorter auburn hair. They also estimate that she's somewhere between 30 and 60. Oh. Whoa. That's a very big difference. Yeah, we can nail that down a little bit. Well, here's the thing. She was totally recognizable when she was found. Like, there's postmortem pictures of her all over the internet from inside the hotel room from when they found her. She's completely recognizable and to me she looks like she's on the very top end of that age range like closer to 60 ish but there's some things that they say that made them think that she may have been younger than she looked one of those things was they said when they removed all of her makeup it said that she appeared a lot younger than when she was made up that's interesting mm-hmm. and her teeth thing makes you think closer to that 60 mark but then they also found out that she had a copper iud in oh is that like brand 
brand new for that time. That's got to be, right? I was like, they had IUDs back then? I know. That was what I thought, too. And then I was like, oh, I must just be an idiot. But yeah, she had a copper IUD in. So that made them think she was younger also because yeah. those are only supposed to be in like five to ten years. So Well, and she's not getting pregnant after, you know, 45, technically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so even if she had it put in at 40, like, even if yeah. it had been in the longest it could, she would still only be 50. So there's, like, things that make them think that she is younger than she appears to be. Being now that we're in our mid-30s, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of people who look closer to 60 than they do 30. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. They also spend a long time on this copper IUD thing because they have serial numbers on them and part numbers. When they pulled hers and tried to find it, though, the serial number or the part number had worn off. So it may have been in there for the maximum time. Yeah. If that wore off, because I don't think that's supposed to, like, wear off. I want to know when IUDs hit the market. I feel like this is really advanced for that. I don't know why. I know. She might be a time traveler. Don't rule it out. (gasps) Grant! I know. I told you I was going to solve it. We're not. We're this. Erica okay. hates this so much. <laughs> oh, she I don't hates like it. it at all. I hate sci-fi shit. I really do. Especially because it might be real. Well, tell me how she got a copper IUD from the future inside her body. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> oh, my God. I will Google it right now. I'm sure they came out in like 1946. Or they did. I'm sure we're just a bunch of idiots and we didn't know about them when we were kids. That might be. Yeah, that's that's actually a really fair point. <laughs> IUDs. We just thought they were brand new. Like, oh, look at us. We're inventing new things. It's like, they've been doing this since the dinosaurs roamed. Although people and dinosaurs didn't live on the planet at the same time. Thank you. Oh, my God. 1950s. What? Seriously? Yes. Almost any foreign body placed in the uterus will prevent pregnancy. While intrauterine devices were invented in the 19th century, they only came into widespread use in the late 1950s. When really? flexible plastic devices were developed by Jack Lippis and others. No wow. kidding. Yeah. In the 70s, copper IUDs became popular. Really? What the f- Yeah, because I feel like it was, I mean, and this is just 30, I'm 35, and I feel like it was all birth control or condoms or the shot. Like, I don't even feel like IUDs were on the on the brochure until probably 10 years ago. Or the safest one, abstinence. But we were young, so they were pushing shit that was for us. IUDs are not for teenagers who haven't had kids yet. Is that real? Really? Can no, you... that's not true. Yes. No, it's not. They're not recommended for people who have never had children. Well, I know plenty of girls who haven't and have them. They could get embedded in your uterus and they could yeah. literally prevent you from having having children ever like you could become sterile yeah that's interesting okay Hmm. so back to mary anderson yeah (laughs) yeah she had a copper id so they tried to figure that out no serial number from the 70s just she's not from the fucking future obviously (laughs) she might even be from the past because they were fucking around since the 50s but in her autopsy, they found no signs that she ever bore children. So she's not following the guidelines on those IUDs either. See, I told you. Yeah. You don't have to have a kid first. I'm not saying you have to have one, Grant. I'm saying they don't recommend them for people who haven't, which is why we didn't hear about it when we were young. Because doctors weren't pushing them on teenagers. We should get updated information from 96. <laughs> maybe maybe so, ask 
how it goes now. Yeah, maybe. So anyways, there was no signs that she ever bore children, so she may not be a mother. They also noted that at some point in her life, she had breast augmentation surgery. She had scars underneath both breasts and around her nipples. Were there implants in her still? No. Oh. The scars were most likely from a breast reduction surgery. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As soon as you said nipples, I knew that was what yeah. was up. Yeah, because they resized the areolas when they do that. Yep. So her age is really hard to discern because, like, they say she looks younger without makeup. She's got this IUD. She's got the juicy couture jumpsuits in the closet, but she's also like bringing an iron and looking like an old lady. So I don't know. Her age is really hard to discern. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but they always ask for ID when you check into a hotel. They didn't do this at that hotel? Mm-mm. She paid in cash. You know, the 90s were wild, Ella. I don't know if you know this, but like you used to be able to just like walk up to a ticket counter at the airport and just buy a plane ticket. And they just like asked you your name. It wasn't like, give me your ID. It was like, what's your name? Oh, yeah. They used to let everyone go to the... I mean, you could walk people to the gate back then. But it's the same thing like at hotels and stuff. Like if you just walked up and said, I want a hotel, you just paid for it. And then you give them your name. It is weird to me, though, that they didn't ask for a credit card because I feel like they do that. So if you fuck up the room, they can charge you. Yeah, one or the other, like at least some kind of way to identify and 96 guys, lawless land didn't have to follow protocol. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they learned all those tricks in the 90s because people messed up too many hotel rooms. But the most interesting thing that they found during her autopsy was her cause of death. Okay, I've been waiting for that. Overdose? Totally forgot about that part. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So her cause of death was cyanide poisoning. Ooh. What? She's a spy. (laughs) It had been mixed with a glass of Metamucil and ingested. I don't... That's like the most old person way to kill yourself I've ever heard one. Like, come on. Right? Just in case it doesn't kill me, I want to shit it out smooth. (laughs) Or make a big mess for anybody who finds her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Where do you even get... She's a spy. KGB. Where do you even get cyanide? Okay. Apple seeds. Here's my issue with the spy thing. This comes up in every John and Jane Doe where there's like any kind of weirdness or hotels or anything. Everybody's always like, oh, obviously they were a spy. They're never a spy. James Bond did it. That's the only thing that made me think that. They've never been a spy. If she was a spy, you think whoever the spy bosses are are going to let her go unidentified in a hotel room? They're going to kill her with a fake identity. She's going to have extra receipts to prove her fake identity. Unless this was an order. Maybe she was ordered to kill herself and check in by Mary Anderson. Mm. It was real spy the way she set it up. I mean, who rips out their dentures and pe- I mean, all the like it was so efficient. I'm with Elle on that one, man. It was like she went down a checklist. Like the spies gave her, okay, you're going to you're gonna off yourself. Now these are all the things you have to do before you do it. And then take the cyanide maple leaf on the paper. Ella, this throw is them the off benefit of scent. having you. Because normally Erica tells me I'm wrong and just shuts me down and I have to be quiet. There's no just shutting me down. I know, and I'm like down. being polite and yeah, letting her get exactly. it all Exactly. Yeah, normally you'd be already yelled at me and we'd have been way far down the line. <laughs> All right, so cyanide is a controlled substance, but it is available in the mining industry, some chemistry labs, and maybe like the jewelry business. And through the government. Yeah, and apparently it's not controlled enough to where they know who has some, because otherwise they would have just tracked down cyanide and been like, hey, did anybody give a lady calling herself Mary Anderson any cyanide from in here? But apparently there's enough of it around that they couldn't track it that narrowly. That makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. I thought that should be a lot harder to get than like some weed like i shouldn't be able to like 
call a guy and get some cyanide. Like, that should be not a thing. Yeah, on the same level of anthrax, I feel like. By controlled substance, I feel like that should be really controlled. Anyway, so they're thinking that she may have had some connections to one of these industries, or at least, like, know a guy in one of these industries. But they still can't ID her, and no one has reported her missing. Not family, not an employer, no one. Did they do a news story? Yeah, it didn't get that much publicity. It got some, but not a whole lot. But she didn't seem transient or, you know, on drugs or anything like that. Like, she seemed like she obviously had a little bit of money. The makeup she had and the clothing and stuff that she had with her were not cheap items. I mean, you didn't have to be like Paris Hilton to own them, but like, they're not like something that somebody's just going to have if they're transient. Yeah. I guess I thought that gave this story more traction and would want them to, like, get her face out there more. But if she was a spy, it makes sense why they would kill that story. Oh, God. My point of that was that they were thinking that somebody was going to miss her. Somebody was going to report her missing because she obviously had either a job or a family or something, you know. You two and your fucking spy shit. Okay. I'll move on. We got to rattle it, Ella. I'm, I feel like this is going to get traction. Well, her fingerprints were run through APHIS and nothing. What is APHIS? The automated fingerprint identification system in the country you live in that you've been hosting a true crime podcast for two years and you don't know what APHIS is? No, but I know what APHIDs are. <laughs> they don't have fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> This episode has gone off the fucking rails. <laughs> okay, so her DNA is in CODIS. Oh, that one I know. Oh, yeah? What does it stand for? Uh, that's where they keep the DNA. Yeah, but what does it stand for, Grant? Center of code of, no. of DNA identifying stuff. Nope. Oh. Cent- you got the D right. Okay, so center of... No. Oh, what does it stand for? You would get the D right. what'd you say she said i would get the d right oh it's a gay joke yeah i got it so coda stands for the combined dna index system Ooh, way off usually they did an acronym wrong i think they did okay the co stands for combined i don't know why that's not how you do acronyms somebody should (laughs) (laughs) know All right, so they put her dentals in whatever dentist registry they have going on, and I'm not, I don't even know the name of that one, so I'm not going to make fun of you for not knowing the name on that <laughs> one. But there's no hits on that either. So they tried tracking everything in the hotel room, down to the warranty on the iron to see if they could see where it was sold, the lot number on the box of Metamucil, everything. They tracked everything in the hotel room and nothing led anywhere. That's depressing. But they got real SVU about it. Yeah, they tried They tried really hard, which a lot of times when we research these Doe cases, it's like, okay, obviously they didn't try very hard because there's so many clues here they could have gone down. And then everybody's like, Erica, you're the only weirdo who would think of that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but for real, they're the cops. They should be thinking of this. In in this case, they really did. They did all the crazy Reddit people shit. They did everything to try to find this lady's identity, and they haven't been able to find it. Eventually, she was buried in an unmarked grave in Seattle, and the investigators do believe that she erased her identity on purpose, that she took everything out of that room that could lead to who she was. But they also feel like even though she did that, maybe she thought she didn't have anybody that cared about her. They feel like there has to still be clues left in like what she left left in the hotel and they they just haven't put it together yet they're like there's got to be something here i can see how you would feel that way well it seems like she's covered all of her bases and kind of thought of every avenue to go down to like dispose of evidence so they couldn't figure out who she was there's still things that could be done i'm sure 
One investigator thought the maple leaf that was on the newspaper might mean that she was from Canada. Oh, see, I am getting better at this. So they tried contacting the Canadian authorities and Interpol, and there's never been a match there either. But it was autumn, and even though we associate maple trees with Canada and maple leaves and all that kind of stuff, there was a lot of maple trees in Washington, too. Absolutely. Yeah, there's even a neighborhood in Seattle called Maple Leaf. So she could have just thought it was pretty and picked it up or she could have had some connection to some other maple i feel very strongly she just picked it up there's also a lot of those trees in new york too like if we're really going to connect it back to the the you know like why new york out of all the places to use addresses like and both washington and new york are close to canada yeah Mm -hmm. the new york address and phone number are an interesting lead she knew enough to know the zip code for astoria i don't know that's just like not something that you don't know, that you would know if you're not familiar. Like, and if I'm gonna pick random, why New York? Yeah, there's still got to be some kind of connection. Yeah, there's 50 other states in between those two. Yeah. Well, the phone number is interesting to me too because they said that that phone number doesn't exist. Like when they tried to search it in '96 or whatever, it didn't exist. But phone numbers? Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say they have the same amount of numbers as social security number, but they don't. <laughs> Do they? No, they have. Yeah, they do. They have one extra one in the middle. Social security numbers are 324. You're right. Yeah. I know because I was, I even went down that rabbit hole for a while and I looked up the prefix 212 and social security numbers is Maryland. Like you would have been born in Maryland if you have 212. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know those were categorized by like the beginning of your social court coincides with the state. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the state or the county or maybe it's both. I don't know. It does have something to do with where it was issued, though. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure Grant, where were you born, Ella? Anaheim. Grant and I were both born at St. Joe's in Orange. And everybody that I know that was born at St. Joe's has the same first three of their social. Thank you for sharing that here. No, I didn't share it. I know. I said thank you. Oh, but like Grant and my social start with the same three numbers. That's interesting. And so does my brother and everybody else I know that was born at that hospital. That's very interesting. Maybe it is by hospital because I'm trying to think to the girls. They were born in separate hospitals, but in the same state. And their first three numbers, I think, are totally different, I think. Yeah. So there's tons of rabbit holes to go down with this case. And I'm sure these investigators went down each one four times, but you can always go down them like a little different. Like you could get sidetracked about a phone number having the same amount of numbers as a social security when they don't. So Or that they're a spy. Yeah. I know. I see how you yeah. see your point. Yeah. See what I mean? What was in the suitcases? Just the tracksuits? Like two suitcases? Yeah. Well, and all this other stuff. I know. But like, I... that's where they found all this stuff. It's weird shit. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it. The iron for an old lady. I get it. My great grandma used to iron her sheets after they were on the fucking bed. I understand that some women are like obsessive with the iron thing. But this woman had only velour tracksuits with her. Do you even iron velour? I don't think. I don't know. You can. It might be combustible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can iron velour, or also I don't think you need to. Like, I don't think it wrinkles. Like, Oh my god, it, I don't think it does. We have to test that. I'm gonna go, I don't own any velour. So <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with the iron? I don't get it. No, that's weird. And it definitely puts her age closer to 60. But that's where, where my brain starts going down like crazy rabbit holes. Like, okay, now I have to look up every iron county in the country. Like, maybe this lady is from a place called Iron County that has like a street with the name Maple in it. Anyway. Wow. Oh my God. If she put that much energy. And she probably didn't. I wouldn't I'm just saying like, this is what happens when crazy people like me start looking at this shit. Is 
like then you start thinking everything is a clue when it's Absolutely. like probably not. Yeah, like I'm feeling the newspaper was on the way to the hotel, saw a cool leaf, just happened to, you know, like you do and then you yeah. get to the room and you, you lay it down and you put your stuff down. Maybe she read an article and then was like, oh, this leaf is so beautiful. I'll never see them again. Let me put it right here on this paper. Yeah. And the iron maybe like she may have been like a tweaker or something. You know how tweakers, they just like accumulate things. They're just constantly, like, sorting shit from one bag to another bag. and My toddlers do the same thing, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, but that's what, like, tweakers do. I mean, she didn't seem like a tweaker, but I'm just saying, like, she obviously had mental health issues. But it's been almost 27 years, and they haven't given up. In May of 2021, Othram Labs partnered with the King County Coroner's Office, and they ran the DNA trying to do genetic genealogy on her to see if they could figure out who she is. But it seems like there must not have been any matches because it's been two years and... No announcements, so she obviously didn't have any close relatives. Or they just haven't uploaded their DNA to GEDmatch. Or she just didn't have any relatives. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, the the databases are pretty small. I mean, if you're one of those people who have, for some reason, like, refused to upload your DNA to GEDmatch and opt in, I would like to officially offer to bribe you. I haven't done it. Ooh, what's the bribe? What? Ella. Dude, I don't I don't want my DNA out there. Fuck that. That's how you get fucking caught for cold cases. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, let me help. And then they'll be like, by the way, we found your hair at this. And I'm like, no. Have you no, murdered you anybody? No, but it's not the point. I, they could just, somebody could walk in there and pull my DNA out and be like, we're going to sprinkle this over the next fucking thing we pull. I'm They're not, not actually no. taking that's your not, DNA. That's not how it works. Yeah, you're uploading your, your DNA file to a website. They're not taking your actual DNA. Oh, it's not like Ancestry where they actually, like, you spin no. it and they, oh, okay. How do I get my DNA file? <laughs> you have to use Ancestry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's part of the reason why Ancestry and 23andMe and the major consumer DNA databases do not work with law enforcement and they have strict privacy policy. Yet. They don't work with law enforcement yet. Everyone has a buying and a breaking point. There will be a day Minority Report happens and my DNA will not be in that fucking... It hasn't happened yet and they're pretty strict about it. And so what they do is you send your DNA to Ancestry, they analyze it, they send you back and they're like, oh, you're 12% German, whatever. But they give you a raw DNA file. Then you up Upload that to GEDmatch, which is still not law enforcement and still has nothing to do with anything. What if CRISPR gets it and they start printing Dolly Ellas? Like, Ella Lambs everywhere. Like, what? You don't know. We do know. And we do know they don't do that. Yeah, we do know. <laughs> we do know, though. So, anyway, they don't have access to, like, this DNA is Ella's DNA. Like, you upload the raw file and then when they're searching for matches, your kit number comes up as a match to this person. Like, so they can't just go in there and be like, I want to frame Ella for this cold case, which is like totally unreasonable. That's, That's not what That's even worse than they could randomly frame me. Okay. <sighs> Ella, we're not trying to talk people out of uploading their DNA. I'm just, no, this is just my own neurosis around putting my DNA into a jar to get my portfolio back. I've wanted to. Just for fun's sake. If the cops wanted your DNA to frame you or whatever you think they're going to use it for, they would just get it. They wouldn't go through legal hoops to get it from Ancestry or any... No, no, I They would just wait that. outside your apartment and then they would like take your trash and then they would just get your DNA. And that's what they do to solve some of these. Like that's how the Golden State murder was solved. Yeah, I mean they do it on Law and Order. <laughs> I imagine they do yeah. it in real life too. So Ella... Yeah. 
we have to get your stuff into answer or into Jed match. It's not really that. It's that my DNA is out in the world, like held in a big vault somewhere. That's just so your DNA is everywhere out in the world. Not in a big vault where somebody like, do you know what I mean? Like, does that doesn't freak you out at all? No, hmm. no, because they destroy it after they test it. So I don't they don't hold it. I was under the impression it was like a cloud, but for DNA. So anybody who sends it in, it is now their property once they get it. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they destroy it after they analyze it. I don't really think they want your spit just sitting around. Are you kidding me? You don't think somebody, you know how much that would be worth? Like to have everyone's DNA on file? Like, yeah, but they have that electronically. They don't need the spit. Yeah. Ellie, you're nuts. Yeah. I'm not picking up what you're putting down here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want my D. I don't want my DNA and other people. Like I don't, I just don't want my, I don't like it. I don't like the way that feels. I don't like it. Okay. So I don't do. Yeah, well, I'm going to cut all this out because we're trying to talk people into <laughs> uploading their DNA, not out of it. Because that's how they solve cases. I think that's very No, fair. I totally get just for me personally. I don't. Yeah, that's just my personal thing. Yeah. Anybody else can do whatever they want. Spit in all the things you want. <laughs> so I would like to offer to bribe you. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not oh. you, Ella. Okay. <laughs> so. Ooh, what are we going to bribe him with? I don't know. Coffee cup, T-shirt, shout out, thanking him. I don't know. What do you guys want? That would be cool. I'm open to negotiating. Let me know why you haven't done it, and we'll figure out what it's going to take. I like where this is going. Yeah. So that's it. So how do we take this out? We, we've been struggling. Oh, we got a suggestion from Carly, our listener Carly. She messaged us that we should end the episode by saying what international day it is today. Okay. That was her suggestion. Sure. I thought it was a better suggestion than my The End last I, week. I did that like didn't The go End. Over so good. I did like that. <laughs> it, didn't go, it didn't go over that well. Um. Okay. So today is International Bath Day. Oh, wonderful. I love you. Also, it says, what? I was just going to end it with I love you like usual. Oh, I'm not done yet. I have more things. Oh, well, let's go. What else What else do we have? It also says that it's World Blood Donor Day. Ella. Really? Oh, I donate blood. Is that weird? Okay. I'm O, I'm o positive, which is like the universal What do you type. think that they're doing with your blood? Yeah. They're, Ella. They're putting it they're, into people. They're staying. It, it, they, they have your DNA right there. They're holding it. And they're holding All it. of it. Yeah, but that's a hospital. That's different than these... It's not a hospital. It's a government organization called the Red Cross. But the blood goes to the hospitals after it's been tested and it's stored there after to it's, be used on people. After your DNA has been extracted and it's been tested and put into a database where the government has your DNA. Ah! Sounds like Ella just needs a t-shirt to make this happen. If they had that, then they wouldn't need Ancestry and 23andMe. If they had everybody's DNA who's ever donated, then they wouldn't need all of that. Like, they have it all. Why wouldn't they already upload it all to GEDmatch and all of those things then? Because it's still a voluntary thing. It's not legal for them to use that, just like it isn't legal for them to use Ancestry or it isn't legal for them to use, you know, whatever. They still have to follow the rules on what they can and can't use it for. Is GEDmatch not a government-run organization? No, it's a private website. It was started by people who were trying to let adopted people and people of unknown origin find their origin. So, like, if, say, you and Grant were, like, both adopted, like, say, you're a brother and sister, and you tested at Ancestry and he tested at 23andMe, you would never know that you had a biological sibling out there because their databases are not connected. So GEDmatch was invented so that you could upload and Grant could upload and then whoever, doesn't matter what company you did your DNA test through, it would tell you, like, hey, you have a brother right here, even though you tested at two different companies. And then... Law enforcement was like, hey, this is open to searching. And so they 
uploaded unknown offender DNA and John and Jane Doe DNA to see if they could find living relatives for these people that they're trying to identify. And they put him in and it's like, okay, so our victim here, this Jane Doe, has like a ninth cousin in common with this guy. So then they look at that guy's face. They don't even contact that guy. That guy doesn't know the Jane Doe. He's so distant, he doesn't know her. So they just build out his family tree and then figure out how she's connected to it based on that. It's really intricate. But anyway... So it's also National Blood Donor Day. So if you're if you're allowed to do that, do it. <laughs> I don't know. Just for did we we got it for what Wednesday is right? Not just for today. Grant, you think I'm an idiot? No, but I think I would do that. So I was just covering all the bases. No, I looked up the 14th when this episode comes out. That's what what it is. Nice, good job. Good call. I didn't even think of that. It's not airing today because I was going to be like yesterday was National Ice Cream Day, and it's that would have been like a week from now. all right well go take a bath and go donate blood i love you both love you too love you Bye. bye this podcast has been a production of orange halo media llc hosted by grand narica if you enjoyed the show please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to chat with us go to from crime to crime on instagram from crime to crime on tiktok from crime the number two crime on twitter or you can visit our website at fromcrime2crime.com. See you next Wednesday.